Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Lawrence Fox, are you going to the green box first, or are you going to the strawberry uh, farm first? Uh, I figured, well, what's, uh, what's further away? I'd say the strawberry fields. Okay. Um, I'd say we go there first, and then we can just dip over to the green box afterwards. All right. Yeah, so you pull up at the strawberry field, and there's a person with a pickup truck just kind of sitting there in the dirt waiting for you. The place is abandoned. It's not quite the season for strawberry picking. Maybe there's some kind of sounds off in the distance that sound like farming, and there's a guy in just kind of some overalls and a plaid shirt waiting for you. You pawns, friend? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I, I got some stuff for you. I work up at Naval Base. Uh, Keep an eye on there, kind of like brushes his nose with a thumb, you know, all covert like. Kind of like drags some uh, boxes out of the back of his truck. Uh, these are your uh, evening wear that I was told to pull for you from storage. Uh, they might not fit the best. I had to pick the sizes that uh, don't fit people the best. They would go as unnoticed. Don't worry, you have to bring them back. I don't want them. And uh, this is the uh, creme de la creme, the piece of El Restance, and pulls this kind of just metal canister out of the back of the truck. There was some mention of some kind of sending some type of poison of some kind, and well, this is uh, this is one incredibly illegal pesticide. Why is it illegal? It'll strip the paint off a car and kill every bird within a twelve mile radius of it's being sprayed on a field. I've kept the supply of it for a uh, locust season if that ever comes back. So it's good. Um, it's good spread. They don't they don't put three skulls on the package for no reason. It's incredibly dangerous. But uh, if you're trying to kill something. It'll kill stuff good for you. Quick. The slowest I've seen it act was it killed the deer in, God, 10, 15 seconds. Then it started to dissolve half an hour later. Now it's being sprayed from a plane. If you're putting this on someone directly, it'll, like I said, it'll chew the paint off a car. Be real careful with this. Lawrence probably has like a padded case that she's going to keep yeah. it in. This is an, if we hand it to you, it's kind of thick, like it's, it's heavy. It takes two of you to kind of carry this igloo sized canister kind of thing to your car it's yeah this thing is designed to be attached to like you put you, you put it one place and permanently and you kind of pumped into airplanes or crop dusting or you used to before it was made incredibly illegal kind of thing this guy's held on to it for no good reasons well you got your um definitely legal poison you've got your uh your suits um i'm gonna get back to the base i'm kind of uh, i'm on my break right now uh i don't want to know what you need any of this shit for i don't want to know who you are just uh, if you talk to Pine, tell her um, I, I did my part of this and uh, not to ever call my ass ever again. The um, the after party stuff, 
is in with the night attire, yeah. You know, oh yeah, you want some you want some hose off stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's in there too. Yeah, kind of like that's it's in the bottom there. It's uh, some brushes, some soap. Uh, it I pulled that from the nuclear power plant or the nuclear uh, sub maintenance areas. So uh, whatever you got on, you'll clean right off. Uh, again, maybe don't breathe near the poison stuff. Let it set for a little bit and see what happens. Probably should mention this. It can be a tad flammable when it's in the air, in confined spaces. It loses that real quick. Once it's kind of on stuff like a coating, you're fine. But uh, in its aerosol form, it uh, has a small tendency to go up every once in a while. You have to put like, a lighter to it or something. Like a spark won't set it off. But uh, yeah, don't be like uh, hooking near it or anything. No. Sounds good. Uh, thank you for, uh, for meeting us in such short notice. You two can fuck right off, and you never saw me here. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Gets back in his car, just like drives off into the night. That one was nice. Yeah, I kind of like the uh, no frills, right to business guys. Makes things so much easier. Usually, how all they, they they all are. Most of the time, they're assholes. He was kind of an asshole, understandably. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence is gonna take a sticker out. Ah, no, okay, never mind. What was the sticker for? I was gonna slap like the uh, CDC sticker on the uh, the barrel, so if we got pulled over, <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea necessarily. Actually, yeah, because we can just peel it off later. So yeah, Orange just slaps a CDC. Uh, <laughs> um, if you get pulled over, that's not a bad cover of why you have it. Yeah, yeah. So you're you get to the guns. You're at the green box next. Yeah, you've seen a couple of these green boxes. Just a kind of a generic you store it storage place. Um, you got a combo for the door. It slides open. The places. Accessible at night, there's no, it's the low security. It's nothing around to kind of break into kind of thing. It's 24 hour, 24 hour act. You can drive right up. To it. So you slide the doors up and you find yourself in a 8x8 room that has a kind of a collection of filing cabinets just like stacked up, kind of arranged around the room. Uh, yeah. Lawrence will start looking through stuff. Yeah, I'll start on the other side and we'll just kind of work our way towards the middle. So the majority of the filing cabinets are full of newspapers, but they're newspapers for towns you've never heard of and they probably don't seem like real towns like it's they're they're weird names like the bluebell bomber is one of the names of the newspapers and stuff they kind of they they're reporting on events that like seem like they might have happened but like something seems off like when the germans bombed pearl harbor and stuff like that those kind of weird articles about that kind of scattered throughout this where it seems like that might have happened but you know your history and you know kind of various events that didn't actually happen kind of thing that's a whole weird to itself. Florence makes a point not to read any of the newspapers. If there's nothing like munitions in a drawer, she just opens it, tosses things around to see if there's anything hidden under it. And then... Yeah, so kind of you're going through these newspapers. You do eventually find what appears to be a in kind of in one of the cabinets. You pull out a looks like a shoebox or some kind, or like a large like, cardboard box within the kind of cabinet. You pull that out, and it's full of just packing peanuts. And inside of the packing peanuts is a plastic bag marked Exhibit A. With a plastic bag inside of the plastic bag and a post-it note inside of that plastic bag inside the plastic bag. This can stay here. <laughs> yeah. You want to read the post-it note at least? Yeah, I'll read the post-it note, sure. Uh, the post-it note simply reads, yes, it's the plastic bag, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll just put it back down. Or who, well, was it me who found it or was it uh doesn't really matter who found it. You just kind of found it okay. going through stuff. Yeah, this is a pretty... Useless green box. Find some first aid supplies. You find some shotgun cells, just like a pack of them kind of thing for that. No good equipment, though. You find some flashlights and headlamps. You do find kind of a, in the weird category, you find a collection of cowbells. 
a collection? Like how many in a collection? Yeah, like twelve painted cowbells. Huh. Any special markings on them? No, just each one's kind of painted look like a cow, but the painting drops a little bit different. Each one, like one's a blue cow, one's a red cow, one's a green cow. Is there uh, like a little like thing to strike the cowbell with? Like some sort of like either I don't you know, know what a cowbell is, right? Yeah, it's just is there a rectangular. Yeah, it's rectangular, but the way you shake it, like it's got a clapper inside of it, like it's just oh, a it's got bell. a clapper inside. Okay, it's, like, it's a was... bell you put on a cow's neck, like the know where they are. Gotcha. I did. I I was assuming it was like cowbell, like uh. Like, don't fear the reaper, where it doesn't have uh, the thing in the middle, and you got no, to sorry, it yes. stick. No, sorry, yes. No, no, not that type of cowbell. No, this is a, a real cowbell. Okay. Well, I'll just pick up one of the cowbells and shake it for fun. Then I'll put it back down. This makes a kind of clangy cowbell sound. Surprise! There's no, uh, no haunted cowbell. I feel like that would be something right up of, uh, right up Delta Green's alley. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. All right, so we, uh, we close up shop and we head out of there. So who's driving? Not Florence. Um, uh, probably me then. Yeah. All right, all right. So you're 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 driving back to your very cheap motel, and uh, give me an alertness check. Both of us? No, just Foxtrot. Uh, forty-three out of sixty-one success. Yeah. So you hear mooing. A bunch of cows are around the car mooing at you, or something. Huh. Give me another alertness check. Why did I fuck with the cowbell? All right, thirty-two out of sixty-one success on my second one. All right, so you're, kind of, you're hearing this mooing, and you glance into one of the rearview mirrors on the car, and you just see hundreds of cows reflected in the mirror behind you. Give me a sand check. <laughs> uh, sand check, 94, 45 failure. All right, give me a 1d4. Uh, one. All right, so you just lose one point of sand. You can also offload that onto a bond if you so wish. But yeah, I, so... I'll just take the one. Reflected in these mirrors is just hundreds maybe thousands of cows just around your car in every direction like it's it's shocking but they're kind of they're just there you're moving with traffic with you it's kind of there in the reflection just suddenly they're gone but they were definitely there and you smell the cows at this like it's it's all around you for a split second again it's just kind of gone but maybe you react maybe you don't like cows were kind of a weird thing to suddenly find yourself surrounded by in these types of circumstances so well especially in new york or no upstate yeah upstate new york not so much Oh, that's true. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Well, no, because if you go back to the hotel, the hotel's in New York City. No, you're going back to the motel near the place. The town. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and this was on the road driving. Yeah, no, nothing <laughs> Nothing bad happens, just uh, phantom cows, apparently. But yeah, you arrive back at the motel, nothing bad happens. You have your container of incredibly toxic uh, pesticide. You've got your hazmat suits. You've got Hazmat suits fit more or less, or they're kind of baggy in a couple spots, or kind of a little bit long as you might want to be, but you can definitely roll that up as need be. Florence's own hazmat suit that she has will work against this stuff. Oh yeah, yes? yeah. This is this is uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. this re- this probably requires a rubber suit and a gas mask. Perfect. All right, cool. So we'll probably say it's like early evening at this point, like six, seven o'clock. Francis, you've been watching Hyde House get stranger and stranger. Faustus, you've been contemplating life, the meaning, universe, and all that stuff. Like, maybe you picked wrong. There's religions that seem to actually work, unlike yours. Maybe I, maybe not. Maybe it's renewed your faith. Who knows? Foxtrot, Florence, you've come back with poison and gas masks and hazmat suits and cow running, apparently. Uh, how do you spend the rest of the evening? Just kind of prepping for this? You've got to try and break into the place and stage it. What are you thinking? Like, what, what's the mood? How light is security at night? The three security guards that Francis has been scoping all day They've been swapped out, but there's still three security guards. Are their routes pretty much the same? Yeah, from the last time we, we did this, they're pretty lax, right? 
These aren't. These are much more professional. Are there any uh, like roof access from the outside of the um, building? Ladders? Anything like that? Not that would be easy to do. I guess you have to supply your own ladder. You could try something. Like again, there's only three of them for a pretty big place. Like gain some access if you wanted. I mean, I, I've been I've been watching for hours. Surely I've like surely I've like determined their route and yeah. could probably figure out a good like, the most optimal way through. Plausible. It'll be tough. Like there's they're much better than the previous guy, which is not going to fall for they're not going to fall for easy distractions. But yeah, there's definitely routes you could get used to get into the house. I is there any exterior like ventilation equipment set up? At all, I, I I I don't know if that makes sense. You know, yeah, like, I, I got yeah. you're asking like, like an air conditioner or something. Yeah, nah, this is a historic property. They have an upgrade to do that type of thing. I mean, the, so if it's a large building, there's obviously going to be a ritual room, and there's probably ceiling fans. Installing will... ceiling fans is a little destructive, unfortunately. It's well, probably... no, not, not us installing ceiling fans. There's already ceiling fans already there. Well, because if we can get to the roof, then there's definitely a place we can set up the um. Well, and I guess not. It's not like an industrial roof; it's a historical one. We would not. We would need to find like a good place in the ducts because, well, this stuff acts really fast. So we'd have to have somebody waiting inside, ready to. I mean, surely you can. Surely you can rig it up to to deploy. That's some, like a like a like a radio or something. It's a small building. I mean, it's not. It's it's lar- It's got large rooms, but it's still a small like mansion. If anything else, we could uh, just make sure that we could lock the back doors. And then set it off kind of in the front area. As it, the pesticide starts creeping into the building, we could kind of just make sure that we stay a safe away enough distance. Because once it hits the kitchen, it's going to fucking blow. No, that's the thing. We want to be able to go in and clean up. An explosion's going to draw the police. We want to deploy this while they're eating, once the cooking's done. And they're cooking outside for the record. Oh, not a fucking problem. Gotcha. So... If I recall correctly, when I got the little map of the area, I think the basement is where they're going to be doing the holding, because there is an entire banquet hall or banquet area in the back. Whether or not they're going to be eating in the basement, we might have to do a quick storm. Do any of you have architecture by any chance? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no. Architecture? Yeah, it's no. a skill you can take. No. Like art. Art, yeah. Anyone have history by any chance? I have history. Yeah. 12. That's nah, not good enough. Nah. Could we attempt to roll on it? Yeah, give me an intelligence check on this. Uh, you all can roll for this, too. 27 out of 85. Six. Man, France's success, too. <laughs> oh, the Faust is 24 out of 50. 76 out of 45. I'm, I'm not very bright. Yeah, so you're kind of mulling this over, and you realize the way older houses used to work is you'd have, like, furnace of some kind in the basement and the heat would kind of waft its way up through the rest of the house via vents and stuff. That's the place to do it. So you're saying get inside the house? Yeah. Is there outside basement access? They don't have a storm cellar sort of situation unfortunately. At least not when I took the tour. Oh great, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go through their, their, uh, their, their cannibal dungeon. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I think that it, it there's only three guards. Uh, at night, has all the pr- principals left at this point? Yeah. Even Rebecca seems to have wandered off. At the- if there are only three guards, I think that, I mean, the stealthiest among us, I cannot go with you guys. I will immediately have us found out. I am not stealthy, and I have a limp. You're the only, you're the only one who knows how to set this thing up. No, we can set up, we're going to have to set up a remote trigger for it, which I can help with out here. I, I mean, unless you guys want to end up in a gunfight tonight, aka out of character, translates to me having a stealth of 10. 
Well, I've got a stealth of 50, and I'm also pretty handy with uh, building little devices like that. Is that something we could do? If we need to roll up, like drive up uh, into the area and kind of deploy from there, have it just be a really a little blitzkrieg. But, I mean, jo- uh, John and I both can kind of sneak around. We both have a little bit of a more interesting military history. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. If you two can get in and just put this in the furnace, and we can rig up a remote device to like start releasing this, it'll do the job for us. We can take the guards out that are outside, bar all the doors. I don't think we'll need to, because it acts so fast. But if we take out the guards outside, it's going to alert them when they come in the morning. No, no, no. I mean right before we deploy it. Hmm. Right? So, like, right before we activate the uh, poison. Also, also, we can't bar any doors until tomorrow because if yeah. we know that one of the doors has been messed with... They'll, well, they'll, that's, they'll... that's what I'm talking about. Tomorrow. Once we have this set. Because we have to set it tonight. Yeah. I mean, that works for me. Yeah, we'll have to synchronize it all up. But yeah, that's a solid play. I can definitely uh, sneak in there tonight, though, if we need to. Yeah, the, the secondary thing we could do is we could just deploy it. It acts so fast, it'll probably kill everybody, and whoever survives, we can take out out of range with our rifles. Sounds good. Well, you've also got rifles making loud noises. I don't think we have silencers nearby. I mean, we're far enough away that it shouldn't make a difference whether we're firing guns off or not. I mean, yeah. it, even if we have to shoot some people running out, we should be okay. Yeah, the main problem would be a huge plume of smoke. In the- so we're, we're talking about rolling up and just committing an act of domestic terrorism involving com- chemical warfare? I'm sorry, are, are, cannibals, are cannibals still people to you? I mean, look, I, I don't want you to what about, have... what about What about wizards? I mean, technically, yes. But, I, I, look, I'm I don't... still... I, I know cannibals exist. There's been cannibals and whatnot. I'm, I, I'm still getting over the wizard thing. I've just... There should be no doubt in your mind that we are domestic terrorists tonight and tomorrow. We're domestic heroes is what we are. Yeah, that's what domestic terrorists probably call themselves. All right, listen, for... <laughs> listen to your punk. <laughs> She's not wrong. All right. <laughs> I've seen a fair share of these guys in my line of work. So let's get to work. And we, yeah, and let's just, we can sit here and argue the schematics. And if anything, you know, we can say a couple of Hail Marys afterwards and we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Did you bring your rosary? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, I did. I have spares. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, can we set up a remote device to start the um, the poison deploying, Charlie? Yeah, definitely. If need be, Francis and I, we can we can act as a distraction if you guys are have all oh, possible. That's a mistake. Them. Well, I mean, a distraction is like you know. Okay. I mean, these guys these guys are serious professionals. That's so a not like good point. You're right. You know, you're if right. you make like a real distraction, they're gonna they're gonna obviously know that it's a distraction. Like we should just let them do their thing. All right. You know, I, I I've been watching these guys for hours, so I, I think I've got a pretty good idea of their routes and their break schedule. So you know, I think we, I think I'll be able to pick out a good time for them to go in, or at least a good route as well. Yeah, should be. All right, let's, uh, let's do this thing. You're going in tonight to stage the place? Yep. All right. It looks like it's just going to be fox, Foxtrot and Faustus, though, I think. The two of you go. When you go in there, you're probably going to see some really, really good. Yes. You just need to be ready for that, because if you freeze while, you in, while you're in there, uh, you're on the menu. In a weird way, it's almost comforting to just not even think about them having some sort of demonic situation. Like or I'm still I'm st- this this whole magic thing is just kind of hanging over my head. Look, 
in the way that I kind of view the world is that people are fucked up. They're, people are the worst thing to really happen to themselves. And what I try to do is just help people realize that that could be them or that they could really kind of go down that route. And I'm trying my damnest, my absolute damnest to get them out of there and just get them to start believing themselves or just trying. So if, if this is a, if this is a thing where I can do some sort of good, I can just stop a whole lot of bad. I'll make it through. Thank you for your concern, but I think I got this. She just nods. All right, so sneaking time. Sneaking time. Are there any guards inside? As far as you can tell, no. They're just on the outside. Okay, because I mean, I they know like you know when they do when they did like a shift change, you know, four guards showed up and they seem to be just staying on the outside. Like arguably, that's if you don't get let stuff inside, then you don't have a problem inside kind of thing. They're definitely more about patrolling this place. Gotcha. All right, stealth in time. Stealth in time. Stealth in time. All right. You've got the canister. You've got the guards are doing their loop. You feel like you have a pretty good opening. Give me an athletics check. You're carrying kind of an awkward, heavy thing. How big is the canister? It's about the size of like an igloo cooler. It's more as it's, it's really friggin' heavy. Gotcha. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> 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 so I rolled an 84 out of 50, so I failed. I rolled a 66 out of 60, so I have fumbled. Is there is there a reroll? Do I have like some sort of weird power that would just you let me? You do not, unfortunately. God damn it. Can I just offset this to my church body? Can I just be ch- angry at my church body for no reason? <laughs> that... Sadly, it's not sanity. Sadly, it's not sanity. But yeah, so... This thing's heavy, it's hard to grip. Like, it's not meant to be carried by two individuals, let alone, like, two individuals over the age of 20 kind of thing. Like, it's, this is heavy, it's awkward, it's, as you're getting there, you kind of, it slips out of your hand, it hits the ground, it makes a loud clang sound. What do you do? I pick it back up. All right. Did the lid fall off of it or anything? No, it's, it's reinforced to survive exactly these types of situations. Is it hissing? Okay, cool. No, it's not yet. Not yet? It made a really loud sound. Oh, Fuck. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I, I want to look and see if anybody, if any of the guards happen here and look around. They heard that. It's impossible to have not heard that. Shit. Okay. Can I roll an alertness uh, to see if there's a decent hiding spot around? Or like a... Yeah, no, give me a search for that, actually. God damn it, my alertness is better. <laughs> 23 out of 26 success by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> yeah, so you're panicking, you're looking around, and you see that yeah, like, so it's not like a it's like there's a door open into the house, or it looks like it's partially a jar, and you could hightail it towards and get inside real quick. So, Francis, you're watching all of this, and the guards definitely heard the sound. You heard the sound from your location, even. Like, it was an unmistakable clang sound. You try and help them out at all, try and make a distraction of some kind. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to get a rifle ready. I want to, like, you know, get, like, an Overwatch kind of thing going on. Makes a lot of sense. All right, so carrying team, give me another athletics check. So angry. <laughs> 14 out of 50 success, baby! 39 out of 60 success. Yeah, so kind of, you hear the sound of boots kind of crunching towards you, but you take off running as hard as you can carrying this thing, and by the skins of your teeth, you make it inside. Like, you definitely hear from outside a couple of the voices saying, uh, do another sweep, it sounds like something was here, maybe it was something not, but like, they're now searching the outside kind of thing with a little more effort. But you are now inside the house. You've been here before. It's pretty easy to find the staircase down to the basement. Make a beeline for that. 
remember, the first floor is a lot of windows. You're in the dark right now, so they're not necessarily seeing you easily inside, but a lot of sight lines into the first floor. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they gave themselves the perfect distraction. Yeah, I'm going to beeline it into, basically, I want to beeline it to the basement. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, so this is kind of lower stakes. You kind of, you make it in there, you kind of make it down the stairs slowly, and uh, the basement's real dark. Um, you're having a hard time seeing. There's no ambient light coming in from the outside. You do kind of manage to find a light switch right next to the staircase you walked down, though. What do you do? Let's not turn on the lights. I have my I, yeah. phone on me, and we could just use our phone flashlight if need. You're carrying this thing. Doing that one hand, it's going to be really hard. Well, we can put it down. <laughs> That's fair. Kind of like blow out the room, kind of shadow style. Yes. All right, yeah, I'll let you do that. Oh, sorry, I thought, you were, I thought you were putting the phone down. You are talking about paint down. Yeah, you can totally do that. Well, I'm going to pull out my flashlight and also my, my handgun that I have on me, just in sure. case, and do that really cool thing where they do the handgun over the flashlight. Yeah, the, the, the brace thing, yep. Yeah, so I'm just getting myself ready just in case. Yeah. All right, so there's definitely a smell of slightly ripe meat in this room. There's also a smell of animal. Give me an alertness check. Oh, fuck. 17 out of 74 success. Uh, 81, 61 failure. All right, so Foxhorn doesn't notice that, but uh, Faust just kind of wanders over and kind of very quickly finds the source of the smell, and it's a goat, a large, fat, pretty happy-looking goat, just kind of standing on some straw, just kind of standing in the middle of the room kind of thing, just on a hydro kind of thing on the wall. But also, when you find this thing, you both kind of stumble across it with your flashlights at the same time. You find a large kind of slabular table that's been set up there. Both of you give me sand checks. <laughs> uh, 27 out of 44 success. Oh, 39 out of 41 success. By the skin of my teeth, I literally have one more point left before I start breaking. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have actually made Foxtrot roll that, because this is a violence thing. But yeah, so just oh, yeah. cruel acts of butchery have been conducted on this table. It's got large gashes into it. There's kind of a half of a hand just resting on part of the table at this point. And most disturbing of all is kind of as you look around the room, kind of seeing this, you just see sitting on a pile of things, Timothy's head uh, cut clean off kind of thing. Someone's gone and hacked out the eyes and the tongue, probably for king purposes, but it's unmistakably Timothy just sitting there, staring at you, discarded on a pile of other rubbish. The goat kind of just chewing on some hay nonchalantly in the room with his head. They made you eat this young boy, didn't they? As I'm talking to this goat, Faustus kind of takes a long inhale, knowing the fact that it, there's just the smell of death around, and just a steady exhale, and just kind of starts mouthing like some psalms or some stuff to, hit, to himself with a nod, like a, as he turns to Foxtrot and just kind of gives a nod of, let's start setting up. Yeah. Well, I'm, I guess since I'm technically attuned to violence, this is like, does it really affect me as much? So. It's still weird, though. I'll, I'll say that. Like, you're not like freaked out by it the way that Faustus was, but it's still like a human head is still a human head. Okay. Did you get closer to the head? Uh, nope. I'm just going to go ahead and we're just going to go right into objectives and, and get to the very next place where we have yeah. to place the, the container. So, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to look around the room and beeline it towards the furnace the furnace is yeah. accessible from the room we're in right now correct yeah it's just kind of one big open room but give me a search check while you're doing this sure i'm trying to find the optimal location for it all right 46 out of 47 i success get on my fucking teeth on that one get one from faustus as well how can i oh, i'm gonna fumble this i did God, <laughs> 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 
All right. So while you're trying to find the location, uh, Foxtrot successfully finds the best place to set this tank up. Faust this, though, in just a foolhardy moment, kind of like, oh, so maybe there's something useful underneath this sheet, and pulls it back and reveals the rest of the remains. There are, if you had to guess, roughly 12 people's worth of kind of discarded skeletal bones and some kind of unused meat. But more disturbingly in the pile is an FBI windbreaker and some identification. Give me a sand check. God damn it, Charlie. Why have to do a sand check? Because I was setting up the cannon. You didn't find this. Okay. Please don't fail. Oh, succeed Woo! at a 32 out of 41. I am holding on for dear life. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, you find what appears to be the remains of the rest of meal prep, if you will. You find out that FBI windbreaker. You kind of, the windbreaker's best you could belong to Kincaid. You find their ID, her badge, kind of on the kind of part of the pile of this. It's a grisly end, unfortunately, but yeah, no. Spend a little more time then. You kind of find the right location. You drop the canister off. You rig it up appropriately. It's right below kind of a series of vents that will lead up into the main part of the house and presumably kind of based on airflow to the rest of it pretty easily. Your work here is done. This takes a little bit of time, though. It probably takes about an hour or so inside. The guards outside have kind of, they're still on edge, but they definitely calmed down a little bit. Anything else you're doing before you go outside? What was the excuse they used? They, I'm, I'm assuming uh, we're still listening on the uh, the bugs. Were they like, it must have been, you know, must have been the wind? Yeah, there's some wind talk. Like it's like, ah, oh, maybe someone kicked something over by accident, or like they probably go with ah, oh, some kitchen stuff probably fell over or something. But they're not mm-hmm. like code red. No, yeah, they didn't find anything. They're like Metal Gear Solid security. Like, oh, what was that noise? And they just kind of walked away. 99 seconds pass, and they just go away. Not quite 90 seconds, but yeah, they spent some time looking around, didn't find anything obvious that kind of linked up. They, just, they also didn't see anything. They just heard the sound. It wasn't like you left a trail of, like, gas to your location they could follow or something. <laughs> it was just loud canister drop sound. Gotcha. That falls over. It's weird. They're definitely looking around. They did a couple passes throughout the house, didn't bother going to the basement, because the basement is horrifying. Alright, but so we have Foxtrot and Faustus inside, Francis outside, Lawrence, what were you doing through all this? Were you hanging with uh, Francis outside for all this? Were you back at the motel kind of gearing up for this ridiculousness? I think that she's actually probably with Francis, but she's sure. probably like back at wherever we have the car park. Sure. Listening to the bugs or whatever? Yeah, she's listening to the bugs. She's also uh, wants to call Bryce. Okay. Owen. You want to call Bryce? Yeah. Hey, he picks up. He's kind of starts, oh, hi, um, Lawrence was it up. Uh, you guys cleared out in a hurry. I was expecting to hear from you again. Uh, what's up? Do you have Samuel Bolton's contact information at all? I'm sure I can find it. Uh, what do you need to contact Bolton about? I need his personal cell if you. I'll, I'll see what I can find. Um, I only have a passing relationship. I'll have to go through a couple of assistants to use that whole network and things. Uh, I'll text it to you, though, when I, if I get it. I'll probably be until next morning, though. Work fast, Bryce. It's important. Sure. Are, are you coming back to the office anytime soon? It's kind of lonely that you guys are here. It's kind of fun having you here. I. I wish I got to say goodbye and stuff like that. I'll be seeing you again, Bryce. She hangs up. Uh, the other end, like, blinks at the phone. Okay, that was rude. But okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's track that down for you, hypothetically. Back to inside. So you need to exit the building, and the guards are a tad more on edge. Give me stealth checks upon exiting. All right. 19 out of 50 success. What did you get, Faustus? 84 out of 53 failure. All right, so Foxtrot managed to kind of stealth out of there successfully. Faustus, on your way, you just kind of bump the door or something, and it makes a sound, and people kind of come. It's the second weird sound of the evening, and they kind of come to investigate. Give me athletics checks. 
God damn it. 63 and a 60% failure. 94% out of 50 failure. You're a little bit flat-footed. Maybe you, you don't get quite the running start you need. Two of the three guards do catch up, and they do see you. What do you do? <sighs> do they see my face, or...? No, just take your back. Are the guards armed? They do appear to be reaching for something, yes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead, since I already had my gun unholstered when we were doing that, I'm going to take aim at the closest uh, guard and fire a shot. All right. I'm going to dodge, <laughs> or kind of dodge out of the way instinctively. All right, uh, I critical. Boo! <laughs> One out of 81. Nine out of 50%. Let's roll that firearms damage. Oh. Nine. All right, so that shot hits hard into one of the guard's arm. He drops down. His friend kind of immediately kind of dives for cover, and you guys manage to hightail it out of there at that point. They're yelling stuff at you. Uh, it's kind of incoherent there. Definitely. They're surprised you're there. They're not quite sure what you were, though, either, necessarily. Do you keep running? Do you keep shooting? What's well, that first shot should have alerted the third security guard by now, oh, right? Yeah, it's a sound, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, is the second security guard close to the first one? Like he ducked down towards him, or he what's going cover. on? He dove for cover? Yeah. Okay. My immediate instinct is to clear out one's already dead. We can't, unless we can stage it as a robbery gone wrong. Yeah, so I is there cover near me that I can dot, roll, like roll to? Yeah, you could dive to some if you want. All right, so I'm going to dive for cover. All right, you get there. All right, since the second guard is under cover, do I have a vantage sight of the third guard? He's not around to the corner yet. You can't see him just yet. Okay. Now that these guys are, like, fully engaged in combat, I'm going to take a shot at the guy in cover. All right. If I have a better angle on him than they do. You have a good enough angle, yeah. Uh, I've also probably been aiming this whole time. Yeah, I'll give you all the bonuses for that. Let's see, just a flat plus 20. Yep. Success. I hit him for eight. All right, so that hits. Uh, this one's some body armor, though, so it's not a total kill, but he's definitely feeling that as well. It's He's not doing so well. His third kind of, uh, the third kind of one comes around the corner, sees all of this, and also makes his way to cover at that point. The guy's clearing out. You're not called the guards. What's the plan? I'm going to go for guard number three. Do I have a line, like, can I have a line of sight? Uh, not really. He's in pretty good cover. Okay. You can try aiming at him, though. Take your turn, but you can take a better shot at him next turn, hypothetically. Yeah. I want to see if I can assist and lay down some suppressing fire. I just dodged, but I can pull out my firearm and just kind of take a hot shot or just take a known shot at him. Let's, let's resolve oh. Foxtrot's move first. Gotcha. What are you doing, okay. Foxtrot? Uh, I'm aiming. All right. Then you're going to pull out your arm and uh, weapon and try and do some covering fire, um, Faustus? Yes. All I can, and uh, all I can think of is to also just start yelling, um, uh, guillotine, like I'm just yelling guillotine the rich, death to the capitalists. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just laying down some suppressing fire. I don't know how that works. All right. Technically, you really can't with a handgun. There's a whole concept of suppressing fire, right. but yeah, it's... Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because it's a handgun, but... What do you overwatch, I guess? You want kind of, like... What are you trying to do more specific? Suppress? Like, what? If I see him pop out, take my opportunity shot there. Okay, cool. So you're... Yeah, you're, you're aiming. That makes sense. They're in cover right now. Well, I'm just going to kind of peek out and try and get a shot off at Foxtrot. You were in cover, correct? Yeah. I was in cover, and then I started aiming, so... All right, so the shot kind of goes wide. It hits the dirt near you. One on the ground's kind of not doing so great. The other one's trying to kind of get a beat on this whole situation. is a bit freaked out. Francis, what are you doing through this? Got the other shot? Let me think. Yeah, I'll, f- I'll fire again at the guy who's who's still alive, or the, the non-almost-dead guy. All right, cool. Uh, is this carbine, is this bolt action? I'll say you can make it work. It's a hunting rifle. 
Okay, gotcha. Because it says if I if I don't aim, then I get a minus twenty to fire. If I've just fired last round, uh, if it's a bolt action, that's not stunning rifle of some kind. Gotcha. Okay, success. It hits. And I hit seven to that guy. He hit some damage too. He's not doing so great as well. He's kind of that hurt. Their armor's not amazing, but they're both still standing. They're kind of they've now noticed this a person firing at them from the woods. As they are trying to figure this whole situation out. Foxtrot, you're up. All right. Well, since I was aiming, uh, I want to take a shot at. So hold on, Francis on the last shot shot the third guard, right? Yeah, they both have taken damage. They both have taken damage. Okay, I'm gonna try to finish off the second guard. That's the one I was aiming at before. All right. Uh, do I get any bonuses since I was aiming last round? No, your aiming will negate the cover though. Okay. Uh, 24 out of 81 success. That hits. Let's see that one d10. Yeah, that's enough. So that guy goes down now too. I just that shot hits him like through the shoulder. It's enough to kind of knock him. Or not for the shoulder, have Thrusling Gator. He's down dead as well, so there's only one remaining, and he is trying to panic quite a bit. Biosis, you're up. So he's on the ground. Like, how far are we away from him? I'll say like 20, 40 feet. 20, 40 feet? Okay. You got some distance between you and them before they start firing at you, but not a ton. Gotcha. Shit, I was aiming this entire time. I guess I'm just going to shoot. All right, see that firearm roll. Only to get the cover he's in. Fail. <laughs> oh. Shot goes wide, sadly. Or shot kind of thuds into the cover he's hiding behind more accurately. Guy is panicked. Seen two of his friends go down. He's not quite sure what to do. Francis, you're up. You guys had a radio. Well, we were in communication, so yeah, of course, we definitely had a radio on us. I will tell them, just get out of there. Let him run. Roger. I'll take a shot at him, but I'm going to intentionally miss. Okay. You know, get, get, scare him. Like a warning shot or something, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm try- it's, a, it's a shot that I'm like trying to hit him, but it's like, you know, I intentionally miss. I get you, like a suppressing shot. Like, yeah, like a shot like that near his legs or something, but not like, you're not trying yeah, to hit yeah, him, I'm... but like, it looks like a miss, but not actually. Yeah, I'm trying to scare him, yep. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll say you do that. That's easy enough to do. Especially with your firearm skill. Yes, that happens. Kind of the guy's busy freaked out by this. Foxtrot, Faustus, do you choose to disengage at this point or what? No, I'm going to finish him off. All right. I'm going to start hoofing it. All right, so Foxtrot, give me a shot. Normal still? Yep. Nine out of 81 success. Nice. That'll hit. Jeez, please. 1d10, right? <laughs> Nine! Yeah, so, last one goes down, and there are three dead guards outside of this place. Uh, they're bleeding out on the ground slowly. How are you gonna handle this? Because three missing guards might be a thing. Did Florence hear the gunshots? I mean, they're gunshots, so probably. Yeah, she's probably, like, huffing it, uh, hoofing it to where Francis is. Sure. When she shows up, she says, what happened? I'm gonna grab a body and I'm just going to start dragging it towards the direction of the car. That's a waste. That's, that's through the woods and some stuff, too. Like that's She she will go on the radio and say, what happened? I'm going to grab the radio and respond, I tripped and they fell. Not fucking funny. What happened? We were supposed to let them go to think it was a simple robbery. Jesus fucking Christ. Don't move the bodies. They saw us. At this point, botch robbery doesn't mean there has to be a survivor. We can leave them here dead, take the wallets, take some shit from the house up on the top floor and not go downstairs. Looks like a botched robbery and we're done with that. Yeah, you with military training need to make it look like you got the drop on them because that's the only way an everyday robber is going to take out three trained fucking mercenaries. Ugh, they're not going to... They can't report the bodies, for one. Cannibals in the basement and everything. If anything, they've got appetizers. What we need to do now is we need to stage it like a robbery that was rushed. So, uh, moving the bodies? 
No, leave the bodies where they are. Well, we just need to make the situation look like you caught them, like when you were coming out of the building or something. Which yeah. just move the shell casings. Okay. I'll start looking for shell casings, and I'm going to leave one of the door. Well, yeah. Let let me find the shell casings first. So, do I have to do a search for that, or do I just find them? Uh, yeah. Who has forensic skills, though? I do. I've got a thirty. Probably enough to make the stage the sum. What are your what's yours, uh, Faustus? Thirty-four. Yeah, that's both enough to kind of help stage this up to look like it was a home invasion gone or a robbery gone bad. Yeah, the stuff to steal. Like we've also done this a lot. So yeah, <laughs> this is definitely a practice <laughs> yep. thing for your group. This is gonna take some time, by the way. This is like probably takes a couple hours to find the casings and stage it up correctly and kind of really make it look convincing, which has its own risks. But yeah, this kind of like we'll say like by the time you finish up, it's like one a.m. midnight kind of thing. Like it's late in the night where you've gone through all of this stuff. You start off. But yeah, you, you pull it off. It takes some time, though, and it's not, like, it's not great, especially because if they decide to search the house for weird stuff, they might potentially find the canister in the basement. I'm assuming you hit it some to make it not super obvious, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's... You have increased the risk of this going bad on you, hypothetically. Leave another uh, bug in the basement or camera or something. All right. Yeah, then I can go into my grab bag and find another bug that I had and throw it i head back down to the basement while they're staging the house up to look like it was broken into. Also, I mean, if, if any if any, if any any normal robber stumbled into the basement, I'm sure they'd instantly turn around. Yeah, yeah but we're not going to make it look like we went into the basement. Sure. It's like we just went and ransacked some of the stuff on the first floor. Because there's plenty of really nice stuff in this old house. While you guys are doing that, I'm going to sloppily kind of break into the barn and steal some copper as well as whatever kind of uh, weird, I don't know, Crackhead would try to take from this. Oh yeah, it, I'll come down there, friends. Yeah, you you spend some time staging this. Like it's a whole thing. You definitely make it look convincing enough. And who knows? They may be more freaked out about something else. Only time will tell on this. But yeah, you kind of managed to clean it up's the wrong phrase, but maybe dirty it up to look appropriately suspicious that it's not what it was. But yeah, some questions will definitely be asked as part of all of this, though. And assuming you make your exit at this point, what kind of weapons do the guards have? Just some handguns. We should take those. Criminals love weapons. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say take their wallets, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I want to search them, take their wallets. Yeah, you, you got time to do that. You're under stress yeah. to do that, necessarily. It's easy enough stuff to find. Any jewelry, stuff like that. Yeah, basically just mugging them. Yeah, you seem to get away with it kind of thing. You spend some time. It takes some time, though, definitely. But yeah, uh, you head back to the motel at this point. You just camp out in the woods. What's the What was the plan after kind of this staged robbery happens. Yeah, Francis is going to camp out in the woods. Alright. Florence is going to see what frequency their radios are on. She's not going to take one of them, but she's going to find the frequency they're on. Yeah, you find that. It's compatible enough with your radios. Perfect. It'd be a perfect match, but it's definitely something you can tap into. Yeah, I, I, whatever I need to finish up as far as helping out with the staging, and then I'm just yeah. going to head out. Back to the motel. Sounds good. Faustus, anything special, or just back to the motel as well? Back to the motel. I'm Sure. Giving last rites and prayers kind of stuff for the 12 victims. Sticking with that a whole thing, are we still? Yes. Yep. Going through routines for comfort, man. Yeah. Unless someone else has anything else they want to do kind of in the remainder of Thursday, I'm more than happy to just kind of fast forward to Friday morning and kind of we can play through that and then get the actual meat of this if we need to go about that. Or we can kind of, any kind of, I guess, extra preparations people wanted to do before it came time for the main event or not really. Yeah, I mean, Francis is going to camp out, see, uh, yeah. see, you know, what the reaction is in the morning. Yeah, I'll give you that. Anything else, though, people want to play through before we got to the main event, or no? 
Nah. All right, so it's Friday morning. The uh, the early morning is fine, and the first people start arriving back at the house, and all pandemonium breaks loose. The bugs are just filled with people freaking out and frantic screaming and, oh my god, what the fuck happened, and lots of just kind of storming about and all that stuff. Uh, Rebecca is laser-focused on her food. Like, it's the, yeah, it sucks these security guards are dead, but, like, did they mess with the food at all? It's the it's the food been messed with at all. And that I fucking knew that's exactly what she would do. Stay the course. Yeah. And kind of once she establishes that though the food is cooking correctly and all that stuff and the goat appears to be fine. Like you hear lots of screaming about like, oh, like did they mess stuff up? Like how how fucked are we? Kind of thing. Did they like you hear some real magical talk of like did they disrupt this the is the ritual been tampered with? And once she establishes that it has not been, she feels pretty Things mellow out, kind of with some kind of jokes about, like, well, yeah, someone probably makes an hors d'oeuvre joke. They're like, oh, we guess we have some extra food now or something. Or <laughs> oh, some... Jesus Christ. Yeah, with them, <laughs> with them straight up, like, talking about the ritual in the open now, can I make another attempt at un- uh, unnatural to see if I can uh, figure out the nature of it? Yeah, and um, you may not remember this, but you did come across a recipe called the Ageless Banquet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give this one to you because you have the context for it now. Based on what you saw for that, the ritual itself is a way of preparing. It never flat out says human, but now that you kind of understand the meat is human, it talks about how kind of there's a ritualistic way of preparing the meat. It takes 24 hours to take effect, and based on kind of the stuff that Faust has found, all that stuff, it's a life extender. They're, they are absolutely eating people to extend their mm. life is a pretty logical hypothesis to pull out of this. Fun. Give me a natural check though as part of this. I wanna maybe give you something extra if you pass this. Seventy-three out of seven? Nah, I, it's maybe you have your suspicions as to who the wizard is, but you're not it's not quite obvious to you just yet, or kind of make your own kind of draw your own conclusions from all that stuff. But yeah, no, right. they're very much yeah, Rebecca is laser focused, concerned with the ritual itself and all that stuff, but like the the loss of human life seems to kind of go relatively unfazed. The security guards are called, all that stuff. The smell of the food is intoxicating. Those kind of wafts out of the space. It smells good, and that's maybe the worst part of it. Francis, you were wa- you were there all night. You haven't eaten breakfast just yet. I mean, he's probably got some energy bars or something. Yeah. You know, they asked him. I mean, but this food smells really good, and you know that's wrong, though. Too. Um, <laughs> you want to give me a sand check on I that knew one? It. I knew the sand check was coming. Either, like I, like I said, dude, Francis is feeling very hungry. Uh, fail. All right, it's gonna be one point of sand damage, but like, yeah, it's despite cooking humans, Rebecca is a surprisingly good cook at cooking humans. Like, based on everything you've seen so far of her website and her book, she's a good caterer. Makes sense. <laughs> you probably feel a little bit guilt and disgust at the fact that you're like, man, I'm getting hungry right now. Those people smell good. Finger licking good. Yeah. Can Fausta start pondering about just the nature of the ritual within a natural check? Yeah, you don't have much of an unnatural to pass, but you can roll for it if you want. Still, it's close, almost. Yeah. <laughs> so close, but no. We're out here rolling a natural wanting to succeed when that's like the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> I don't know anything about unnatural rolls yet. I just kind of wanted to start experiencing what the consequences were and stuff. I mean, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Unnatural's bad. Rolling stuff on natural does not inherently lead to bad things, except. It could totally lead to more sand checks, yeah. <laughs> and learning more unnatural. Yeah, this is true. It certainly doesn't lead to anything good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not inherently bad, but it's definitely not good in the traditional sense. But yeah, it's 
like so many things in Delta Green, this ritual may go semi-unexplained or kind of, you, you have the gist of it because you're, you're looking at all this, but the exact way of doing it may not be something you ever figure out. Maybe you could try and steal that recipe, maybe not, but yeah, uh, we just jump to kind of the main event, if you will, or we want to do some other last minute for that. Florence wants to pitch an idea. Did Florence get uh, Samuel Bolton's number? Yes, you got texted that. You got texted a phone number. Florence would like to propose to the, the party that she has Samuel Bolton's number. Uh, right before we set off the, um, the poison, do we want to try to lure him outside? For what? Well, I'm sure that they're connected to other organizations, and he's a pinnacle of information if he's been around for as long as he has been. I mean, I don't understand. This, this, guy's, this guy's a part of this group. He possibly knows the ritual. Also, he's, he's also a cannibal. I mean, but he'd be in our custody. I'm just saying that they may know other cults like this or collaborate. I mean, they're getting the black goat from someone. I mean, it's we're we're already on edge enough, aren't we, with the with the security guard incident already? Really, is it worth the risk? I don't know what the risk would be if he is he, it, he alerts everybody else if something's gone wrong. I mean, I mean, if anything, we have cameras and bugs inside. If it seems like it's off, we just release the poison. It acts so fast that they're not going to be able to get out. Of it. And I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what you would say to get him outside. Well, I'm sure that he'd be pretty interested to have an unknown number calling his personal cell phone. I get a hundred of those phone calls a day. Yeah, so I was say, like, most will just hang up on that or press the off button. If he's uh, if he's in the middle of the ritual, I don't think he's going to step outside. I feel like the ritual is one of those please silence your phones before we start situations. <laughs> I right. absolutely agree. I just, just wanted to pitch the idea. I mean, worth a shot. I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Sure. I mean, worst case scenario, he's frantic before he dies because... We'll set off the uh, the stuff as soon as we see any signs of him, like, you know? Yeah. How fast do we think this would spread through the house? A minute or two tops kind of thing? Your guess, probably? We set it off and then call him, like, 30 seconds before he'd probably fucking die. And if he doesn't get out, he doesn't get out. Eh, works for me. All right, it's, it's plan time, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Go time. <laughs> 